Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Uh, Evil Angoria is a mama now. So we'll get to all those stories here in a minute. But first, let's begin this hour's e-news with Steve Carell this morning. Yeah, I mean, everybody's constantly complaining that there's nothing original coming out of Hollywood anymore. Well, if you agree, then you better be excited about this new movie that Steve Carell has coming out in November. It's called Welcome to Marwin. Hmm. And from the trailer, it looks like a pretty unique story. Steve plays a guy named Mark Hogenkamp. A man who barely survives being beaten by a gang of neo-Nazi thugs. Thanks. He copes by making a World War II doll village called Marwin. It includes a doll soldier based on him, and he's protected by the village's badass women. Oh. All the dolls are based on real people he knows, including his attackers, and the movie contains CGI scenes of them in battle. Wow. The most interesting thing about this story is that it's real. Or what? based on reality, anyway. There really is a Mark Hogenkamp who was beaten by Nazis and created a World War II doll village populated by the people around him. There's even a documentary about him called Call, which is the actual name of the village. Hmm. So won't that be interesting? Yeah. Definitely different, it Sounds right? intriguing, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely different. We get some original material out there for a change. Yep. Uh, so we learned this morning that Eva Longoria gave birth to a baby boy on Tuesday in Los Angeles. His name is Santiago. Eva Longoria is 43, and this is her first child. But her husband, Jose Bastone, has three others from a previous marriage. She and Jose have been married since 2016. He is the president of the Latin American media company Televisa. Uh, he's her third husband. Eva was married to soap actor yeah. Tyler Christopher from 2002 to 2004, and then NBA star Tony Parker from 2007 to 2011. So congratulations to her. It's good mm-hmm. to see her happy and not being cheated on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a freak accident at a at a Phillies game involving a hot dog. So I'm curious as to whether or not the Cincinnati Reds have this. <laughs> This machine, this is crazy. There's a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Her name is Kathy McVeigh. She went to a game against the Cardinals on Monday. Got hit right between the eyes by a flying hot dog. 
that was shot out of a hot dog cannon. They used to have that. By the mascot. That. Did they used to have yeah. the, the hot dog? What happened was, because, and I don't know if this is true or not, but the legend down at, uh, when I worked at Great American Ballpark, because when they were at Riverfront Stadium, the Reds rally pack were the cons something something okay. team and they used to have a hot dog cannon and they would shoot hot dogs out but they said but because of the velocity and stuff by the time it kind of got to you it was kind of it was like meat shreds yes it was like this big mushy thing so the product wasn't that great so that's why they started doing things like the t-shirt cannon or other games okay well kathy says it just came out of nowhere and hard he shot it in our direction and bam it hit me like a ton of bricks well we laughed, but the blow messed up her face pretty good. Yeah. She had to go to the hospital to get checked out. Oh, she says no. she's okay, other than a small hematoma in her eye. Oh, wow. Right? Mm. So I guess she's not considering legal action, but she wants fans to be aware of how dangerous flying hot dogs can be. That's, yeah. yeah. You know, no kidding. I mean, what an injury, though. Yep, and the Phillies have offered her free tickets when she's ready to come back. Oh, good. But, uh, I thought you were going to say they're offering her free hot dogs. Lifetime, a supply of hot dogs is, yeah, they ought to get, but dang. All right, very quickly, ABC is bringing back Lost. We all remember that frustrating television show we love to get mad at. Yes. But they're bringing back that show as a reality show. And it sounds like a cross between Lost and Survivor, to be quite honest. It's a sh- they're going to call it Castaway. They're going to crash a plane on an island? You know, I think everything but the wreckage is okay. involved here. Because they're going to drop, they're going to literally drop 12 contestants alone on a string of islets in Indonesia. And they will have to survive on washed up luggage, scattered resources, and abandoned structures. As, as if they survived some kind of disaster. But what's crazy is they won't know at first that they're not the only ones playing. Over the course of the show, they will come to learn there are others. The others. Recall that word from Lost. Yeah. But they won't know where or how. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Many there are. And also the action will be mixed in with documentary style flashbacks of the contestants' lives before they left for the show. Very much like the Lost TV show. The only way off the island is to make it to an unknown end date or quit. Another lost reference. Uh, It's not clear if there's any money involved. The show has apparently already been shot because it premieres on Tuesday, August 7th. Will there be a smoke monster? Maybe. Maybe. What is that? Oh, no. And a polar bear. They never really explained it, but there were some scenes where like this. It would eat people. It would kill them. Smoke would like sizzle through the jungle and then it would go away and you were another question what's that 
I don't think those writers ever planned that show to go more than a season, and I don't think they had a plan for no that show beyond one doing. season. Remember J.J. <laughs> it was J.J. Abrams, J. J. Abrams, and he was like, oh, yeah, we've had a plan from the beginning. They totally did not no, have a plan. I think they made it up as they yeah. went along, not realizing the show would go on as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. If summer break with your kids isn't driving you nuts yet, it's about to. We'll explain. Also, KFC and chicken and waffles. How does that sound? It is Thursday, the 21st of June, 2018. Happy birthday, Fritch. Thank you. We get to celebrate Fritch's birthday on the longest day of the year. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I will allow my birthday to be shared. It's very kind of you. That's right. She gets the presents, but you get the joy. Cherish these next few days with your kids home from school because things are about to get dark. <laughs> According to a new study, the average parent only lasts uh, 13 days into their kids' summer break before they lose their minds. Not even a full three weeks. How many days? Uh, not even two weeks. 13 days. Well, I'm, I was counting school days. Uh, That's what I was, uh, the way I was thinking of it, but... Wow. And the main reason is you feel a lot of pressure to keep them entertained, which I don't know why parents today do, because our parents didn't. Well, we you don't know? want them. We don't want Tim them and just I, I think around. Tim and I had the same parents. Yeah. Get outside. Go outside. Come back when the lights come on. Yep. Or, or I don't want to see you until four o'clock. Yeah. It's a different world. And you don't want them sitting all day just staring at screens. Or my mom was really good at like finding projects for us. Mrs. Wiedemann down the street uh, <laughs> needs you to clean out her gutters and her marigolds. I told you that I told her that you'd be over at seven thirty. Nice in the morning. Yeah, but kids these days. I mean, even when you go to parties and stuff, the kids will go up to the parents and be like, "I'm bored." Oh yeah, I'm bored. Really? Well, I'm you bored. can vacuum and dust if you want. You well, could figure something out. Oh, mow the gosh. lawn. Yeah. They require way more stimulation. Trim the bushes. They do. Yeah, because then you tell them that, and they're like, "Well, what are you going to pay me?" Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, take back control of your kids. <laughs> 58% of parents feel like it's their job to figure out activities to entertain their children for the entire summer. And 64% have felt like they let their kid down because they didn't come up with enough fun stuff. What? Isn't that wild? That. No, I totally get it. You know what we did? There was a, a mom chat Monday that I did on the Jeff and Jen Facebook page where I saw another mom had posted like she put her kids, sat them down. There was like, I don't know, three or four kids. And she asked each one of them, like, we're going to put together a summer bucket list. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And what do you want to do? And it was simple stuff like. Um, watch fireworks or have a bonfire mm-hmm. with a s'more. And so what she does is is that she puts together the list of, I don't know, 30 or 40 things, small and, and big, mm-hmm. and then kind of schedules it out so the kids Smart. know, like, that's my day. We're doing my bucket list thing. And it's kind of like a low-pressure way that's to smart. fit stuff in. Mm-hmm. Top five things parents do to keep their kids occupied are taking them to amusement parks, movies, the zoo, bowling, and camping, but in between, the kids are mostly just staring at screens. The kids found that kids spend the equivalent of nine entire days during the summer playing video games, and that almost sounds kind of low to me. How about yeah. go out and ride your bike? Go play with your friends. 
Hey, how about this? Americans don't have much reputation for being a big international, big international travelers. Um, we're very tribal that way when it comes to visiting other countries. But I don't know. At least we have a good excuse for why we're not, or maybe not good excuses, just lots of excuses. They asked people what keeps them from traveling more and experiencing other cultures. And the number one reason is it's just simply too expensive. Or uh, number two reason, I don't get enough time off work. I would say that. I mean, if you look at our European friends, most of them get a entire month off. Mm-hmm. For a that, holiday. Could you imagine? That allows a lot of, and it's, all yeah. in, and it's all in a row. It's not three days there and two days there and a couple days over That's there. It's like all of June. Well, and even when you run into Europeans, like, for example, we go to an all-inclusive resort in Jamaica or whatever, and you'll run into Europeans that are there for two, sometimes three weeks, mm-hmm. and they're not just drinking at the pole bar. Like, they legit are going out on excursions and visiting the culture and doing all that fun stuff. Yeah, they really do seem to have an interest in other cultures and societies, and I'll tell you what, when we were, this, even this last trip, and we found this to be the case, too, and for, we, we just went in, you know, fully bracing ourselves for these rude French people, <laughs> and they couldn't have been nicer. And then, of course, in Italy, we were at a restaurant one night, and we had kind of been there a long time, and we were sort of taking our time, and it was getting increasingly busy, and we kind of felt like we should wrap it up, and you know, we were kind of squatting at this table, and the guy came over, and he's like, so what do you want? You want some cappuccino? Can I get you anything else? We're like, no, we're going to give you the table back. And he's like, no, give us the table back, please. He says, we don't want to have to deal with a whole other set of customers. We like you. Just have a seat. Relax. Take your time. What can we get you? Did you, have you to want t- to just hang out? Hang out. Tip oh, more funny. for that kind of experience? No, and that's the thing is they don't expect it. You know, you can maybe give them a 5% tip, 10% max if you get exceptional service, mm-hmm. but... No, there's not that so expectation. So they get paid different then? Do they get paid a I guess better hourly wage? Uh, I'm I'm here? guessing. Yeah. I would say, too, people in the United States, we have a giant country compared to a lot of other countries. Geographically yeah. large. Uh, in space, there's a lot of stuff maybe we could just spend time seeing here. True. So Kristen's son spent a semester studying abroad in Paris. And what was great is... This kid, like on every weekend, could hop a train and he could go to Budapest mm-hmm. or Barcelona or, I mean, there's a, a million points, Brussels, anywhere within, you know, the continental European countries here that he could reach by train. He went there. That's pretty I cool. I mean, he That's was able awesome. to pretty much see Europe and he would either go with a buddy or meet up with someone that just he happened to know in another country that was also studying abroad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't do much other than just kind of bum around and drink beer and hang out. But still, I mean, what a great way to see the world. No kidding. Love that. Uh, what else? What other reasons do people not travel? Number three, I'm worried about my safety. Well, I could see that. You know, you probably don't want to go to Syria. No, not right this now. time of year. You know, we're hearing <laughs> things are not good in Honduras, yeah. so there are a few hot spots. Venezuela? Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm afraid my bags will get lost. Don't check them. Yeah. I mean, really, though, what's the worst part if your bag does get lost? You get to go buy some cool nifty shirts from a street vendor yeah <laughs> i mean we always pack like a suit uh what is that a swimsuit because that's something i think it's hard to replace if it is sure. gone in your bag but outside of that 
Yeah. I've had my bags get lost. It's not a big deal. They find you usually the next day and they bring them right to you. Just go to the market. Oh, Have you right. ever had one that like completely disappear and never get your stuff back? Wouldn't nope. that be horrible? It's never happened. It's so hard because you want to pack your favorite shoes. Yeah. But you're afraid. Um, I know. So much fear. I'm afraid my bags <laughs> will get lost. I'm worried about my safety. I know. Um, I'm worried about flying. I don't like flying. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'll get sick while I'm traveling. I'm afraid of terrorist attacks. I'm afraid of getting robbed. So obviously, a lot all of, of the fear. people in this survey have been watching the news a lot. Yeah, I guess so. Or listening to a lot of talk radio. Because mm-hmm. that will get you scared. Yes, it will. Um, I don't speak other languages. Yeah, I don't either. But it's amazing how easy it is to communicate with people just by being polite and knowing just a, a couple of sentences and making the effort. And by the way, there are translator apps now that make it so darn easy. Well, the language of love is universal, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. <laughs> yeah, you would be surprised, too, on like uh, just gestures, you know, like walk to the potty and you can make a stuff that looks like that, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got gestures. <laughs> And then uh, number 10, I wouldn't know what to do or where to go. Well, that's the fun of it is the research. <laughs> yes. But you see, then the you planning. have the fear of being lost. Oh. Getting lost. Wow. Right. Didn't you try to find, what store were you trying to find? Oh. With your GPS, <laughs> and you ended up in the middle of a flipping yes. field somewhere. That was funny. Some people would really freak out. That, that was that. an adventure. Yeah, that was really, that actually was really funny. So. Um, so we, so the, the last time, let's see two. So we went to Italy like five or six years ago and we wanted, we had heard that there was an outlet for Prada products, you know, the famous Prada outlet where mm-hmm. you could get really amazing stuff cheap. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we looked it up, we got this address, we hopped in a rental, we put it in the GPS and it took us to this remote village, and I swear to you, we followed the GPS to a T, and it took us to the middle of, of a field. With a cow. In the middle Wasn't of nowhere, there, there were cows. Cow? Yeah. In the right. middle of a pasture. <laughs> and just this dirt road. And we actually, we took a picture of it. It was just so funny. Anyway, turns out it wasn't even close to where it was. We did find it. We weren't that far off. But we had to talk to people. We weren't in, uh, we weren't in a city. Mm-hmm. We were in a remote small town where nobody spoke English and it literally came down to pointing and you know da 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 go down here and then you're going to turn that way Mm -hmm. I don't know how we did it but we found it right and if you can make it through that kind of experience and find your way I think you can get through anything pretty much get through anything in Italy in case you are lost (laughs) in the middle of a field (laughs) but but what I was so impressed with is even passerbys will take an interest mm-hmm. and say, oh, what's going on? What do you need? Because they're talking to each other in their native language saying, look at this idiot. <laughs> look at this dumb American. Thinks he's going to the they're Prada like, look, store. Yes, another one to Prada. I know. Yeah. And they, they probably are thinking that, but they're so nice about it. Do you know what I always and they're so helpful. enjoy about the fact that you do that I would never do is drive internationally. I don't know how you uh, like on the wrong side of the road. Well, you've never been on the wrong side of the road, have you? No, it's only in I think it's only in England. And, oh, some, and I think like there. Jamaica or somewhere else, like some of those islandy places. But no, everywhere else. It's exactly you, the same. Just the fact that you'll do that. I just don't know if I if I could because I can't understand the street signs and the mm-hmm. I don't know. Europe has all the same. Like it doesn't matter what 
European country you're in, all the signs are the same, and they're not even necessarily, um, you know, they're symbols. Oh, yeah. So it's like, which are pretty not words. obvious, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I would be a nervous wreck. No, their traffic works the same way. Like in the cities, you know, in Florence and in Rome, of course, they drive insane, and these roads are narrow, and there's no rhyme or reason to them. And right. So places like that, you probably don't even want to try, but on the freeways, oh, my gosh. They're so great. And can't you drive like 170 or whatever? They don't have, I mean, I know the Audubon doesn't have a thing, but I feel like they are known for driving faster over there or something. I think like the highest speed limit we ever noticed was 110 kilometers an hour, which I think comes out to like 80 miles an hour or something. That whole, what is it, not the transition, but going from meters to miles. Yeah, but the car Uh speedometer is the same as the sign, so it's easy to... Oh yeah, but still, if you know, you, but don't you want to know how fast you're going in your own at your own reference point? They, it's in red, isn't it? In yeah, red, they like got them in both. A, oh, a lot of them. Both? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It's so much easier than it sounds. It really is, and it's just fun. You know, there's something about the brain. There was a story about how, like, the human brain, these endorphins. There's like a release of endorphins when you experience something new. And if you really, really enjoy it, you experience it again, you'll enjoy it, but you won't enjoy it as much as you did that very first time when you discovered it's it. New. And they say that's mm-hmm. just human nature. But the good news is it propels us to seek out new experiences, to explore. It gives us curiosity. By the way, I got to take a break, but really quickly, and this is a real testament to how slowly bureaucracies can move. America's most prominent fried chicken restaurant is finally, finally getting in on the fried chicken and waffles trend that exploded like a decade ago. KFC just started testing chicken and waffles combos at two stores in North Carolina and one in South Carolina. And if you order the combo, you get two square Belgian waffles and two pieces of fried chicken plus some butter-flavored syrup. Yum. And if the test goes well, <laughs> KFC will expand them to other cities by the end of July. So wow. we'll see how that goes. And one quick thing, and then I swear this will be it. <laughs> um. A restaurant in New York City called Serendipity 3 just set the Guinness World Record for the most expensive milkshake. How does that sound? How, well, how much? hundred bucks. hundred dollars? One hundred dollars. Um, milk from cows in the Channel Islands, ice cream from Tahiti, a rare caramel sauce from Venezuela, huh? and maraschino cherries from Italy. And... Ooh. Edible gold is sprinkled on top. Like in Goldschlager? Have you guys ever had <laughs> edible gold before? Yes. You did? Yeah. Like what? On the first what? trip to Italy, we had it. Crunchy. It was on uh, risotto. Is it crunchy? How's it taste? I did not, to me, have an identifiable taste. I think I screenshotted the dish. I'll see if I can find it. Now, it was beautiful. Visually, it looked beautiful. Uh, and when it passed through, did yeah. that make other things no, sparkly and fun? No digestive impact None. whatsoever. 
would love to see that. No change. I'm pooping gold. I know. (laughs) I mean, I kind of feel like I always have. I am a unicorn. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.